Spinner. Welcome to Notebook, a guide to art, culture and tourism in Tokyo. My name's Stuart Monroe and around this time each Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'll bring news and views from Japan. And with inbound travel now returning, I'll also note changes to outbound travel as and when they happen. The purchase of five wooden Brillo's box sculptures by Andy Warhol, for almost 300 million yen by Dottori Prefecture, is causing quite a stir. While the new Totori Prefectural Museum of Art, due to open in 2025, is expected to attract visitors, many there have expressed doubts and the local government is now scrambling to meet with local residents. One box is valued at over 68 million yen and dates back to 1968, while the other four, valued at almost 56 million yen each, were made in 1990 by a group of people closely connected with the artist following his death in 1987. Totori Prefecture has already purchased another three-dimensional work early this July, 45.5 million yen, based on Andy Warhol's Campbell's suit can, and both purchases are said to have been approved by an external panel of experts, so to avoid any conflict of interest. The artist's popularity still remains high in Japan though, almost 300,000 people are said to have visited the three-month exhibition Andy Warhol 15 Minutes Eternal at the Mori Art Museum in 2014. This week's been filled with chance discoveries and the promise of upcoming events. From Monday's note reporting on the 35th Tokyo International Film Festival, plus an upcoming new animated shorts festival at Shibuya's Eurospace, and news of a 400-year-old chisel found hidden within part of Daitokuji Temple in Kyoto, to Wednesday's note on fish in Shinjuku alongside the very first official meeting for the Third World Exposition staged in Japan, namely the 2025 Osaka Kansai Expo. And with the next few weeks in Tokyo dominated by fairs and worldly exhibitions of another sort, namely the annual Tokyo Art Book Fair, taking place this weekend. It's an exhibition for painter Damien Loeb at the Takeishi Gallery and a screening of the 1976 performance by the Australian artist Stellark that both ask how can images that appear impersonal and neutral have such personality and be so attractive, or in the case of Stellark, so shocking. Loeb's exhibition on until November the 5th and entitled Still showcases his photography where works gravitate towards neutral imagery. Familiar but distant pictures evoke a complicated reaction. Images often reference film and television and are recreated as paintings with the accuracy of a photographic eye. Popular culture always perpetuates itself though through its use of certain imagery. The distant and detached view of a hotel bedroom can fascinate without the need for describing who what or even where is in within the picture. Instead, these images are tools for picturing stillness. Tools, as said Stellark in 1992, have always been considered outside the body. Today, technology is no longer exploding out of the body, he says, but imploding and sticking to the skin, imploding and entering the body. Stellark, who strives to visually probe and acoustically amplify his own body, lived in Japan for about 19 years from the 1970s, his appearance this weekend at the Keio University Arts Centre, albeit in the form of a documentary screening, revisits Event for Modified Man, an early performance from this period at Tokyo's Tamura Gallery on January the 30th, 1976. It shows him sitting patiently on the floor as hooks are passed through his skin before he's then hoisted off the floor 
and hung by rope from the gallery ceiling. For more than 50 years, Stellark has questioned issues of embodiment and identity, working with biotechnology, medical imaging and robotics. One such example is Third Hand, a functional extra limb made with the help of a Japanese robotics engineer, while the project titled Extra Ear surgically implanted a device under the skin to connect his arm with the internet. The screening this Saturday is a challenging watch and not for the squeamish, and yet it demands watching. And Takaro Osaka, who worked with Stellark during this period, will be on hand to look back at his career in Japan from the 1970s to the 1990s, to explore work in the context of present-day discussions surrounding post-humanity and the genderless body. One other project was Laser Eyes, where lasers were directed to the eyes by fibre-optic cable, and both eyes were able to scribble in space. Instead of being a passive receptor of light and imagery, the body would actively transmit light and create its own images. Seen alongside the work of Damien Loeb, paintings transmitting images instead of photos made of light and imagery, Stellark is also pointing at the city post-lockdown, happily sending out images of itself, away from the imagery of everywhere else, probing and amplifying the best of what it has to offer. And no more so is true than Tokyo this weekend, and what's left of the rest of October, as Tokyo Art Book Fair probes the very far reaches of contemporary art in Japan. That's all for now. I'll be back for next week's first instalment on Monday the 31st of October. If you enjoyed this episode, you might consider rating us on Apple Podcasts, or even think about spreading the word online. Until then, thanks for listening. This is Notebook. Notebook.